All right, Burns, I've got a trivia question for you. All right, let's have it this week. All right, as you know, AEW tracks wins and losses. They display them as the wrestler walks, uh, makes their way to the ring. So it's a pretty big deal. Which male wrestler has the most career singles victories in AEW history? Moxley. John Moxley with 107. Fred, I was going to go for the Kurt Hawkins losing streak there with these trivia questions. <laughs> All right. And that's a, actually that's a that's a correction. It's actually 108. I think his last match, and I don't know if he had one on Wednesday, um, so he might be at 109 now. Um, an interesting little tidbit: the uh, the one from not Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, put him in 24 hours of total time in the ring with AEW. Wow. That was kind of a cool. That's amazing. So yeah, 20, that's... Over 24 hours of match time. Yeah, when you think about it, quite yeah. a bit. 20-minute matches or less, that's uh, it's a lot of time there. Yeah. So the top, I'll just give you the top five. Uh, Orange Cassidy was next with 97. Uh, Jungle Boy, 91. Evil Uno, 86. And tied with your boy, Max Caster, 86. Very nice. It surprised me that and Evil then, Uno had that many. Yeah. I thought that kind of was an odd one on the list. Um, and then just an interesting little tidbit when I was looking at these was we had talked about Tay Mello, about the women's roster. Yeah. Uh, she's third among women with uh, 67 victories. Behind Jade. And... I think it was Britt. Brit. I don't have it in front of me right now. Yeah, she was up there. All right. Well, we're back. This is our second episode. Um, I thought I'd do a little better job of introducing the show than I did on the first one. Um, obviously, we're here to talk about wrestling. Um, I'm I'm Justin Braun, and this is Josh Burns. Um, he's the resident expert. Um, I'll kind yeah. of. Bring things up and he'll. <laughs> I'll bring things up and he'll he'll kind of provide the depth on the things. Um, I watched a lot of wrestling growing up and then kind of fell out of it. And Josh started talking about AEW a few years ago and thought, you know, this is a really kind of cool thing. You should give it a shot. And then I did, and kind of really started enjoying it. And so I started watching more and more. And now here we are. Um, and we often. We have been sitting around, and we talk about this and that, and just talk about wrestling. And so we figured, hey, why don't we get podcasting a shot and start recording and see what happens, um, and go from there. Then I got a little story I wanted to share with you. I was in uh, I was in South Bend last week uh, for work, and I stayed overnight. So I was sitting at the hotel, and two seats down from me. Uh, Dick the Bruiser Jr. No sitting kidding. at the bar. How'd you know it was him? <laughs> I was like, it's um, this lady next to me was fairly inebriated, and she was like, gave me an elbow. I was like, you know, this is Dick the Bruiser Jr. right here. <laughs> and I was like, no. And then so we got to talking, and I was like, yeah, he pulled up his phone, was showing me all this stuff, and. 
that's pretty interesting. That's uh, that's funny you brought that up because it's actually his son-in-law, I believe. Sees he wrestles yes. under his name, and it's his son-in-law. Uh, I was actually just looking him up, Dick the Bruiser. That is last week, late last week, um, for random reasons, and uh, noticed he was buried a few miles away from us. And uh, yeah, it's funny you brought that up. I've always yeah. wanted to, I you know, was, I'm big into action figures and the wrestling memorabilia, and I always wanted a uh, Dick the Bruiser action figure, and I was like, I wonder if we could find his son-in-law to see if uh, they could get those made somewhere, and I should have brought that up to you last week, and you should could have said something to him. Yeah, well, you never know, He, I think he lives in Indy, um, he's an Indy guy, he was up there for a food show. Um, that was in South Bend, and he, so he was staying at the hotel I was staying at, and we just happened to be down drinking at the bar. Um, so I'm pretty sure he lives in Indy, um, so it probably wouldn't be that hard to find. Yeah, very cool. I remember uh, some of the guys we used to drink with at the bar, some of the older guys talking about going down to the Coliseum and uh, watching him and some of the other old guys wrestle all the time. My grandpa and dad used to talk about him, too, how big he was. Yeah. And, very cool. Yeah, I would have liked to talk to him a little more, but old Meredith next to me was hogging most of the, most of the time. I'm um, hoping you know Meredith. Being a little... <laughs> yeah. All right, so you had a little uh, something you wanted to say about the new Saturday night? Yeah, I was just thinking about it and uh, kind of chaps my ass a little bit. I like that they're... AEW is bringing in a Saturday show. I think that's... Let me rephrase that. I think it's good that they're bringing in another show. I have mixed feelings about it. A, being on Saturday. I mean, we've already got pay-per-views on Saturday and Sunday, depending on which brand you watch. So I don't know how that's going to work. If they're going to move their pay-per-views to Sunday now, because I can't have them on Saturday if they're doing this Saturday show. But now we've got Monday, Wednesday, Friday, two on Friday actually, and Saturday shows. That's a lot of wrestling for somebody to watch. I don't keep up on all of it. I don't watch all of it. I've got things to do, especially on the weekends, Fridays and Saturdays. So to try to cram in, what, that's going to be a two-hour show two hours on Wednesday, an hour on Friday. That's five hours of one show that I've got to try to keep up with because the storylines probably aren't going to cross over from show to show. So if I want to know what's happening on Saturday, because none of those guys are apparently going to be going back and forth, which brings me to my other problem I have, is why are we creating a show for one piece of shit that wanted to start fights and think everything's about him so he will come back and then put wrestlers that will work with him over on that show and leave all the people that have problems with him on the other show. So is this about Punk? Yes. They are bringing Punk back. <laughs> he is going to be the main event of the Saturday show. With FTR, because FTR and him are friends, so they are going to go over there. On the other side, on Wednesdays, it's going to be the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite. 
because they do not like him. Uh, I don't know if you've seen or heard anything, but they had a sit-down meeting. Tony Khan, uh, Punk, FTR, and Jericho, apparently, all had to sit down to try to clear the air, and things went uh, okay, from what I've read. Um, Didn't see Moxley in there, because I'm sure he would not approve, because he's been very vocal about things. Obviously, the elite weren't in that as well. I just don't know why you're catering to somebody that apparently enough people do not like that won't work with him and want to be on a different show. So what happens in six months when he keeps running his mouth and doing what he's doing and he pisses more people off on that Saturday show that did want to work with him? Do you move him back over to Wednesday? Because at the you know in the end, he can piss off everybody. It's just going to be him and FTR sitting over there and they can't have matches unless you bring in Right, talent that hasn't worked with him, and and you just see new people all the time going in there. It's a good business plan because people are going to watch to see what he has to say and do, and you know this, that, and the other. I think short term, long term, I think it's a bad idea because unless we're just waiting until his contract runs out, and then they're going to get rid of him. just really bothers me that you you cater to one person to do that kind of stuff. I mean, I've been, you know, running businesses and and managing businesses enough in my life that you get rid of the bad seed because it all just trickles down to the rest of your employees. You don't move them to another place to poison that place too. And I think that's all that's happening right now. Just give him his damn money. Let him sit and not wrestle. Let him go to WWE and, and corrupt that locker room too yeah I, I guess so i guess i'm way out of the loop on this because i i assumed they were doing the saturday stuff because the the hockey playoffs and so they they couldn't have the friday night shows because of because of games and everything so they were having these special nights or whatever because of hockey i didn't realize they were creating a whole new show yeah it's gonna be a whole new show i believe it's called collision um two hours 8 to 10 on Saturdays. On I believe huh. they said it was going to be TBS. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's where. Um, I mean, tonight All we're right. recording on a Friday. Pulling the curtain away a little bit. We're both watching SmackDown Live as, as we're doing this, but uh, they had uh, Dynamite or not Dynamite. Rampage was on at 6.30 tonight. Apparently, so because of the hockey playoffs, yeah, well, yeah so it was five thirty. I think what was it five thirty? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah no, no, this is a whole new show, um, whole new show um, to split the roster um, to appease appease Punk, so he'll come back and and so the elite will stay, I'm sure, and Moxley and all of those guys. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with all that. You know, and it's. I've been a CM Punk fan for a long time, but you feel like everywhere he goes, he kind of always ends up the same kind of way. Yeah. And uh-huh. like you start burning bridges, and at some point it's just, you got to just be like, sorry, dude. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm with you on this one. Yeah. Um, I was a Punk fan too. I mean, he came back shortly before we actually went to, a live dynamite taping and 
you know, I bought the shirt. I marked out and bought the shirt and did all that. But um, it was fun while it lasted, but old habits, you know, die hard. Yeah. So. All right. Um, well, I'm moving off of that. Um, four Pillars Tournament. I think it's heading the direction we, at least I thought it was going. Um, to the, to the fatal four way match or whatever, with uh, you know MJF getting himself involved in the Sammy Guevara Jungle Boy, he kind of knew that, and then that whole the whole weird friendship thing with him and Sammy Guevara, that's just weird. Uh, he kind of knew that that wasn't going to be how it was going to end. And then getting Darby Allen disqualified or whatever, and then now they've got a a tag team match next week set for MJF and Sammy Guevara against Jungle Boy and Darby Allen. If Jungle Boy and Darby Allen win, then it's a four way match. But so, Justin, how can they I, coexist if they're gonna go against each other? <laughs> Again, same storyline. How the can they coexist? Line. And I mean. MJF's not losing. We've talked about that. Um, he's going to use Sammy to beat down the other two. They're going to team up to go against him, and then he's going to turn his back on him. I'm assuming if it's a fatal four-way, it's no DQ. Pull out the ring, pull out something, the belt, maybe, instead of a ring, and, and hit Sammy and call it a day. Yep. I mean, he's going to come out with the belt in this whole thing, but... I mean, Jungle Boy and Darby Allen are gonna are gonna win next week to set up that four way, and then, I mean, I think it'll be a pretty good match, but predictable. Yeah, which again, I like predictable. Um, makes it more fun to watch. In my yeah. opinion, you can you can get into more of the actual details of the match and and look at all that kind of stuff because you know what's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a great match. They're all great uh, wrestlers, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Club and the All Elite, I think there's a new person involved in that, uh, Takashita. Um, what's the uh, manager's name uh, with Kenny Omega? Don Callis. Don Callis, there was a battle going on, and he went running. They were acting like he was running away, and he went running in the back to to grab Takashita to come out and save him. And so then there, they had a match last week where Takashita was uh, with Kenny Omega against uh, uh, it was like Butcher and somebody else, and it just it was interesting. But so I don't know where that's really going with Takashita in there, um, but they're just. Then they were going to keep the, they keep going with that screwdriver, um, and Takashita stopped Omega from hitting Moxley with the screwdriver, and then turned around and um, uh, Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan, whatever whatever his name is now, Brian Danielson, um, <laughs> yeah, um, ended up hitting Takashita with it. Yeah. Um... So more, it, it's just got to be to get one more person in there. So it's you know four on four, I would assume. Yeah. Um, 
even numbers, level the playing field, however you want to say it. Uh, that'd be my guess is, is the only reason. I still think Callus is going to turn on everybody, try to break them up. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting with with all of them and how it's all turning out. Yeah, where'd Hangman Page go, or where'd Adam Page go, and all that? Like he just kind of disappeared in this little thing. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. If he's taking time off, or um, yeah, where he's been, if he's going to go more towards the Dark Order and helping them again, since. Uh, you know, Don Callis is pushing him away from the elite, um, or if somebody's going to get hurt, maybe I could see that. Yeah, uh, Takashita getting hurt and then coming in and making the save and and even playing field there for him, get back on their good, yeah. good graces. Yeah, speaking of somebody getting hurt, this was a couple weeks ago the Jamie Hader injury, uh, getting her shoulder kicked into the stairs um, when uh, her and Britt Baker got the victory over the outcasts. But then later, uh, this was back when it was in Pittsburgh, so Britt Baker's hometown. And later, Britt got a little beat down um, with the kendo stick. Um, Jericho set up with Adam Cole. The kind of an awkward handcuff. I don't know if the handcuffs weren't working right. Um, yeah, those were Adam Cole to the bottom rope. It, it made it I thought they were going to handcuff them together and then beat them down. It didn't (laughs) look like that happened, but it also didn't look like that bottom handcuff was on the ring, you know, the ropes either. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what he was doing. I don't, yeah, I don't know what they were trying to achieve. I I don't know what it is about handcuffs. That's so hard to put on people or get out of (laughs) or take off. But it seems like every time handcuffs are involved, they screw it up. I mean, look at a few years ago. It was Roman Reigns. They couldn't. Paul Heyman couldn't get Roman Reigns out of him when Kevin Owens put him in that and attacked him. And now this, it's like, guys, people can get out of him in the back of a cop car, and you can't get out of him when it's staged. Please. No. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's easier to do it in real life. Like maybe we just shouldn't use them. Then how about you just have another guy out there holding them? I mean, hey, you know, let's get, just do it that way. Get, Get those kids ones where it's got the little button where you can push it and <laughs> open up instead of real ones. God. Yeah. Multi-million dollar corporations and can't figure out handcuffs. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. You know, in her hometown, you know, they they got her a win but gave her a beat down. Uh, so. Yeah. Keep the storyline going. I was uh, you can't let her lose, but... Um, yeah, keep that storyline going. We'll see it for how long. I'm assuming it's going to be a blow-off at the pay-per-view. Uh, yeah. At the way it's going, it's hard to tell who's going to come out on top there. Because you're getting them the wins, uh, Britt. But then the outcasts are, are getting the beat down. So it's kind of level playing field. This might be one that uh, isn't so predictable in the end. Yeah. It's kind of a fun storyline, too. I've enjoyed watching it play out. Like you said, you know, I mean, it's nothing new, but it's been it's been fun to watch. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it'd be interesting, too, to see if, since Jericho's involved now, if this whole JAS thing kind of goes away and he joins the outcasts. 
Um, kind of like we were talking the last time, you know, getting some of these older guys in there to beat down on, on these originals. And uh, I know Adam Cole wouldn't be on that side, but it's still an interesting story to, to get them going on. Uh, right. Joining his girlfriend and helping them out. Yeah, I mean, he has the <laughs> he has the connection. Um, or VD on that side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, sticking with the women here for a minute, Jade Cargill and uh, Taya Valkyrie. Um, it's a storyline I'm ready to be done. Another, I feel like you know we talk about the bloodline. Um, I'm ready for Cargill to lose. I think they're setting her up to lose. Um, it was kind of weird. They had a match, um, on the other day where, cause they both use the same finishing move. It's just called different. Um, but she's not allowed to use road to Valhalla. Um, so I wonder how that's going to play out in the pay-per-view if it's going to that she's going to be allowed to use it or it's going to be no disqualification or something like that or but I feel like she's going to win um, somehow yeah I, I feel like they've done a storyline like this before where you couldn't use your finisher and maybe a ref distraction so you don't get caught or if you do it you get disqualified yada yada could be some sort of ref bump so she can use it um if that happens i know jericho they'll continue they'll just draw out that story it'll it'll go further and they'll keep going against each other so i hope that doesn't happen um but i can see that's where this is kind of going i know there was one at one point that uh i think it might against been against MJF like Jericho couldn't use his uh, that elbow move his Judas uh, Judas effect well, yeah Judas effect uh, I think it was against MJF he wasn't allowed to use that um, and something happened it might have been the ref got distracted but um, so yeah I don't know go down that road um, I just feel like it's it was it was kind of They've been leading up to this, and then to have this match this far ahead of the pay per view was kind of odd. But I mean, because I mean, it feels like it, it feels like a pay per view match. And you've already it's all boil down to you've already done it, and then you're going to have to do something with it again next week, or somebody's going to get involved. Uh, it reminds me of the whole Punk Moxley thing. Uh, you know, Mox had the belt, then Punk has, you know, the whole back and forth. Uh, so what was it? Punk had the belt. They had a quick match on Wednesday before the pay-per-view. Mox beat him, took the belt back for, what, three or four days, and then you had it again. So you had three matches within a couple weeks of each other, I believe. Um, yeah, maybe that's what they're doing again with this. Uh, just give it to me. Give me one good match. 
I don't know what yeah. happened to that. You you built it all up with everything else going on. They had matches against other people and the interference or you know whatever, just promos to to keep it going. You don't have to have fourteen matches before before the blow off. It's not a video game. Yeah, you know. Right. Well, Aubrey almost got the uh, road to Valhalla after the match was over. <laughs> and yeah, the rest came out and saved her. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Ah, she can take a um, she can take a punch. Yeah, she can take a bump. Um, uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, I've been seeing a lot on social media lately. Uh, like, I don't know what really to call them. Like, more mainstream. I don't know. Influences isn't really the right term. Like people talking about AEW and like being surprised at how good it is. Um, people that are mainly talking about AEW, um, and I don't know if it's just that they've never given it a chance or just you know whatever. But one match I wanted to point out was the uh, was the Jay White versus Commander match, uh, which I thought was just an amazing match. Um, I had never seen either of them wrestle. Um, Switchblade is really, really a good wrestle, and Commander was just all over the place, you know, because he walks the ropes and does all that cool stuff. Um, but the videos I've been seeing is just every time they watch something, people are just amazed at how, how great, how awesome, how talented, you know, insert whatever adjective here, these wrestlers are. Um, and it's just like they've never, like, yeah, that's what these guys do. It's like they're professional wrestlers and, they're just as good as, you know, the guys in WWE. I mean, it's just probably a little less production value because it's a smaller shop. But, I mean, it's great wrestling, and let's give it a shot. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about because I saw the same clips on social media <laughs> um, without yeah, calling probably. anybody out. But uh, that's... It wasn't just one person, but I think, yes. But, yeah, I've seen a couple people, but it's one main person that I, I've seen that's been watching AEW maybe two weeks now and just can't believe the athletics, you know, how athletic these guys are and the moves they're doing because you get so used to the same thing with WWE. Um, and I think that's part of the problem is people... Didn't give it a chance when it first started. Uh, we're stuck in that WWE cycle, and and didn't do it. So they didn't. They've never seen what you know what they have to offer, um, good or bad. Uh, I thought I like it just because right. you do see more of the athletic stuff, and it's not the same seven holds that these people are doing and. and it's more diversified. You get, you know, you do get the big guys and, and the middleweights, but then you get a lot, of, a lot of the luchadors um, getting around and flying around and, you know, diving out of the ring and stuff like that, which you, you don't get too much of uh, in WWE. And you, you get used to that if that's all you're watching. Um, I mean, not that against the guy because he's, you know, 
one of the top guys in WWE, but how many times can you do a rest hold Roman Reigns and just sit there and, and you know, a, you get five or six minutes of actual wrestling at the very end of the match, but everything else is rest holds or, you know, things like that. Headlocks, you know, arm bars, just all on the mat. That's not fun to watch. And if you get so used to it and brainwashed into this is good wrestling, when you go over and actually see what somebody else can do, it blows your mind. So. Yeah. Yeah. Another guy I like to, I think of a lot is, is Bandito. Like I, I'm a big fan of Bandito. He's a great wrestler. And, you know, and the other thing I like about AEW is their connections with the other brands, like you know Ring of Honor and New Japan, AAA. Um, because they, yeah, the AAA because that was like that special Saturday show. They had that hour show. They had that match at the end was for the the championship with AAA. Um, it's just like you won't see that, and I don't want to sit here and you know I mean I don't really want to just sit here and shit on WWE because I do enjoy watching WWE, um, but like you're not going to see that with WWE. Um, but there you go, the Matt Riddle. There's my boy. He's back. Um, but you make fun of me <laughs> we'll for like the acclaimed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you won't see a lot of stuff like that on WD, and I like that. You know, you see those those other little um, pieces of other types of wrestling. Well, not only that, but you get introduced to new wrestlers, and then that makes you want to go and f- look them up from what they've done in New Japan. Uh-huh. Or triple A. A lot of people don't know much about matches that have gone on there, and that's probably some of the best matches. You know, top matches are new in New, new Japan, but nobody knows about that. Nobody yeah. watches it because it's not on your TV. You know, mainstream two nights a week. But some of those are the best matches I've ever watched. It's coming from there, even triple A. Yeah. Uh, but you're not gonna, yeah, you're not gonna see that here. You're gonna see the same. 15, 20 people every week on your TV and not see anybody new unless you're going to, you know, live events where you might get to see somebody a little bit different, but you're seeing that on AEW TV and you're really seeing it if you watch uh, Dark and Dark Elevation, which is no more, but um, you're really seeing that on, on there. Yeah. All right. Um, well, just to touch on WWE, uh, do you want to? I wanted to talk a little bit about this draft, just briefly. Um, just basically, what I mean, it's shaking things up. And I don't know if uh, and to talk about Roman Reigns is very. Is this a way to kind of take the belts away from him without actually having him lose? Um, and they're going to make one major champion with the with a belt that kind of looks like the AEW championship belt. <laughs> yeah. the uh, So I think the heavyweight belt is going to go to Raw now since Roman got drafted SmackDown. And then you can just put both of those belts together, make them one, and leave him on SmackDown. I think... I think you got to split up the tag team belts. May happen tonight. They may lose and and get drafted. Uh, Sammy and Kevin may lose and they get drafted to, I would assume, Raw, because I believe the Usos will stay in SmackDown 
and then you put the belts on on each of them or they lose the belts you put keep just smackdown tag team belts on the usos take away the what were the raw belts and then have a tournament over on raw for for those belts but yeah it's just a shake-up so it's probably more political in tv to get certain stars to one show or the other so you know usa or fox is happy doesn't feel like all the belts are on one show or this person's not going to my show enough Um, i'm sure if i was one of those people i'd want whoever's carrying the belts to be on my show and if you got them going back and forth but have a more smackdown because more people are going to see that it's you know local tv you know local channel yeah. for most people you know you get that so more people are going to see that so I'd, I'd want those belts on that and i'm sure usa wasn't too happy about that and with all the negotiations going on and deals and stuff like that, that probably it's probably part of it too. Gets exposure yeah. to other people that you know you don't see much of on whichever one you watch. But, uh, it'll, be inter- it'll be interesting to see if any of the tag teams split up or um, the way I was understanding it, you were drafting one person, but the first. First pick was Roman Reigns, yeah, Solo yeah. Sokoa, and you know Paul Heyman. So I guess that's out the window because I thought this was a way. You know they've been teasing the Street Profits breaking up for months now. I thought this was a way that somebody was just going to draft one of them to one show and one to the other. Yeah, well, Gunther, his little Imperium, or Imperium. Whatever, they just all got drafted together. Just got drafted together. Yeah, which, I mean, some of those make sense because you're not going to split up the New Day. Spoiler alert, Big E might be rumored to be coming back tonight for the draft, so I I could see them doing that. But you're not going to break them up, so it makes sense to keep tag teams together unless you are going to split them up and then just draft them separately. I mean, you're not going to draft the Viking Raiders to different brands because... Or the Viking Raiders, and they're not going to team up well with anybody else. So, um, right, yeah, it's it's an interesting concept. I just it'd be kind of it'd, it'd be better like they had it in the old days when they actually had general managers for each show to draft to try to make their brand better. Right now, it's all Adam Pierce, and I mean, does he really give a shit who's on what show? <laughs> No, he just wants money, right? Yeah, that's what we all want. Most money makers. Yeah, true. All right. Um, so we got a top five tonight. Judge our top five wrestlers. We probably should have started with this on our first episode. Um, thought about that after I we went through our first show. Because um, it's a good jumping point. Um uh, very debatable one. Oh, it's um, so going to be very go debatable. Top five wrestlers. <laughs> well, I mean, some of them were on my top five heels list. To be honest with you, um, you know, well, one I'm of my all-time. Sure I know you're number one. Do you? 
What, what's my number know. one? We'll see. Go for it. What's my number one? Isn't it uh, DiBiase? It is. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. He's been my favorite for years. Uh, I don't know if we went through that when last week, how I met him and, you know, just a nice guy and uh, took a Polaroid with him. That's how long ago it was, kids. Took a Polaroid. If you don't know what it is, look it up. They're awesome. Still have it to this day. I was seven years old and my dad ran a toy store, so I was... Got to meet him doing a signing when he was in town. But yes, he is my number one all-time favorite. Um, I like Mox. Mox is one of my favorites. Has been for, you know, since he was in the Shield. Uh, like him better as a singles guy. Not so much as Dean Ambrose single, but since he's gone to AEW. Uh, awesome. Read his book. Great book. Just uh, very honest. And, and it's him. Which I like. Yeah, I feel like the guy you see on screen is the guy, you know, minus all the blood, the guy you would be sitting next to at a, at a baseball game. So definitely, definitely in my top five. Um, let's see where I want to go. I mean, we've talked about her before, Ruby Soho, one of my favorites. Yeah. Local girl. Uh you know, that's really when I started watching WWE again. Like you, I know I watched it as a kid um, up until high school, maybe a little bit in high school, but not so much. But uh, took a break there through college. And then uh, I think the first episode I watched just randomly uh, turned it on, and it was the Riot Squad making their debut. When they said she was from Lafayette, Indiana, little hometown girl, started watching it and uh, really thought she was going to do a lot better in WWE with with all of them. And, and hopefully this is her push in AEW to uh, break through as one of the main top women stars. Uh, I got a lot of old guys, man. I love Jake the Snake. He's one of my favorites. Hate snakes. Love Jake the Snake. Uh, just the yep. the cool promos that he cut where he was just, you know, so dark and, and demented without saying anything that was really dark and demented. Just the way he, he talked and what he said in that quiet, quiet voice where you had to almost like get right up next to the the TV or turned up really loud because you wanted to hear what he wanted to say made it, it just made those promos so much better because he wasn't yelling at you. He, he didn't want your attention or need your attention. He was just saying what he had to say. Uh, love that. What's that? Four? That's four. Yep, that's, that's four. four. Uh, another guy, old guy, believe I put him in my top five heels as well is Piper. Love me some Roddy Piper. Yeah. Uh, again, great with the promos. Great with, you know, he's the first one that kind of started off the Piper's pit and, you know, and a wrestler interviewing another wrestler and, and the mind games that he would he would go through in there and just the way he could talk in the promos. Um, and then, you know... Breaking out into the movies, some of some of those movies they did were 
great and, and just being able to see him do that and knowing he was more than just a wrestler. Um, yeah, those would be my top five, I guess. Right. I, I could go on and on from some of these people that I used to watch from you know when we were kids, but those would be definitely my top five for now. Well, that's a good list. I like it. I'm a Jake the Snake fan as well. Um, I always liked he put the bag in, bag over the head of guys when he beat them <laughs> with yeah. the snake in it. Thought it was Bring great. Bring the snake out, and um, chomped on Macho Man's arm, and just let him let it sit there. I mean, <laughs> it's, and just listening to his stories. That's what I like too is being able to now listen where people are opening up and listening to the stories about everything. Is he's got some good ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. What else are we gonna talk about? Let's. Um, I want to get your NHL, NHL playoffs prediction. Um, I'll give you mine. I know uh, this might be bringing up a sorry subject because I know your abs are struggling a little bit right now. But uh, I kind of like the Oilers. I think they're playing really well right now, uh, and I think it's the oil going to be Oilers Bruins with the Bruins the Bruins taking it all. And I know it's the the team that has the best record in the regular season doesn't usually go on to win the Stanley Cup, but I just think the Bruins are too good. Uh, yeah, they are. I I think the Bruins are going to win the whole thing too. Um, coming out of the West, I would not mind because I don't think the Avs are going to win. I think they're going to get finished up tonight, so I wouldn't mind seeing Seattle win. New team coming yeah. in. Uh, it'd be it'd be good for the league to to have that happen. Uh, it might you know lead to more expansions and stuff like that. I know for the longest time, expansion teams in any sport really don't have the best of luck in in doing anything when they first start off. So it would be nice to see them do it. Uh, I mean, really, the West is kind of open up uh, everybody's pretty evenly matched across the board if you look at the standings and everything so it's kind of a toss-up but i think in the end boston 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 will win it yeah and i don't know you don't i don't think you watch much basketball nba right no um no so i'll just give you mine here um i hate to it's kind of chalky um but i think it's going to be boston and denver with the Nuggets finally winning, um, really? But yeah, well, I could see Phoenix taking it, but I think Denver's going to get by them and finally get it done. But I don't know. It's been a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, playoff so far. It was nice seeing Miami bounce Milwaukee out, but just because they took out the one. But yeah, I was surprised with that. Um... Yeah. I do not want to see Denver win because then my college basketball team's going to suck because they're only one of five teams in the NBA that actually play with true centers, and they've been in uh, in talks with Purdue to, about drafting Edie. So I'm sure if they win, he'll want to go to go to that team right away. And if not, hopefully he'll stay for another year. I think Edie's going to come back another year. I think he's got. I to. think he's. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he has to, but I think it. I think it would be beneficial for him. Uh, I mean, honestly, I think if he comes back, produce a Final Four team next year, easy. 
Yeah, I thought so, that this year. Yeah, I mean, freshman guards, you know, it's it's hard when you have freshman guards. So, but we'll have everybody back next year, another year of experience. And so, I don't know. Hopefully. We'll see. Yep. I'm a Cubs fan. I'm used to saying there's always next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a Reds fan. I'm right there with you. Yeah, well, at least we're not White Sox right. fans. Oh, man. Yeah, what's going on over there? All right, we got anything else? Oh, I think I am good. Just thank everybody for listening. If you like it, please uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell anybody. Yeah, we will. Um, our, our goal is to get one of these out every two weeks. You know, uh, yeah, at least. If we have time, we'll. Yeah, if we have time, we'll get one out every week, but probably not. Um, every two weeks is what we'll try to get it out. Okay. All right. Goodbye.